Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys, welcome back to the Agent Investor Podcast, the only podcast out there that helps agents get off the real estate roller coaster. If you've ever been nervous about when your next deal is coming in, if you've ever wanted to fire a client that you know you shouldn't be working with, but you need the money, if you've ever gotten any anxiety like me about not having that steady paycheck as an agent, you need to invest in real estate. An agent investor features agents who have gotten off the real estate roller coaster and who have supplemented their agent income by investing in your real estate. I know that getting off the real estate roller coaster is important because I was an agent just like you on that same real estate roller coaster until I started investing in real estate. Since then, I've fixed and flipped over 1,200 homes. I have an over 300 unit rental property portfolio, and I have a brokerage that helps agents achieve financial freedom through real estate investing with over 350 agents. We've got a really, really great couple of guests on today, a husband and wife team. And it's interesting because Stephanie of Team WB and soon to be Dominion um, mm -hmm. actually reached out to me last night to say, hey, what, what should we talk about? And um, it's funny because I'm going to go in a completely opposite direction of what I mentioned to her last night. Yes. Throw <laughs> <laughs> it all out the window. Okay. Yeah. You know why? Because I was at the gym this morning. Yeah. And I was thinking about, you know, you guys coming on. And I thought about this for a second. And it kind of hit me that you guys, both of you combined, do the absolute best job out of anybody that I know of juggling so many things. So but let me, wow. let me, and I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this or if anybody's ever told you this, but you know, for those of, you know, people that are listeners of mine and who have followed me, I don't live a balanced life. I don't, I, I work 24 seven. If I'm not working, I'm with my family, but nothing outside of that. I just am not a balanced person. I'm not good at juggling a lot of different things. Now, contrast that, compare that to Team WB here um, and what they do. Now, think about this, guys. Um, so they have a, a real estate team. Number one, they're a husband and wife team, which in and of itself could probably be a whole podcast episode. And I'm sure it comes with a whole bunch of... Could be a three-day course. <laughs> yeah. And um, my wife worked in my business for a while challenging thing for sure. So they're yeah. juggling that being a husband and wife team. Now they've also, when they're at my brokerage for four years, you know, I think you guys almost every single year sold or had at least one of the highest volumes for the buy side. Right. Mm -hmm. And you guys want win awards every single year. You guys make a bunch of money as agents. Now you also have a short-term rental, Right. You also have long-term rentals. And recently, you guys welcomed your daughter. And now, 
maybe one and a half, two years old. Where are we at exactly with that right now? Almost two in March. Almost two. I thought one and a half, but that's not all, right? So you could say, you know, (laughs) all of this stuff is a lot of stuff. But the one thing that you have to add on to all of this is that they're very social and they still have probably less of a social life than they used to. But from my perspective, you know, somebody that doesn't do a whole lot, yeah, you guys are out doing stuff and not only just doing stuff, but Stephanie's a performer. Patrick's a kind of performer, right? Oh, dabble. Yeah, <laughs> pretty well. So why I want to talk about this is because specifically with investing, I get a lot of like, I'm going to call them objections as, you know, agent talk here about mm. why people can't invest in real estate. And it's actually crazy because I got somebody this morning who literally messaged me, who's in my program and said, I just want to thank you for all your help. I decided that I'm not going to start investing this year. Two things, right? Being an agent, being an investor, can't do two things, can only do one. So I want to talk specifically about how you guys are kind of pulling all of this stuff off. So don't leave guys because you're going to, you're going to learn how they're juggling, not like one or two things, but like five, six, seven things. Yeah. Before we jump into it, because I always like to, you know, talk about your origin story, how you guys started, like, why did you get into real estate to begin with? Why did you decide to become agents? How did that all kind of begin? Um. All right. So the year, I guess, was 2011. And we were a young couple renting an apartment, a loft apartment in downtown Haverhill, close to all the bars, living it up, freaking like just loving life. I had my band. I've been, I've had my band going for like 12 years. So we were just doing that every weekend. Um, but we were living paycheck to paycheck kind of, and, you know, we had a small savings, but it wasn't, you know, with my band and everything, it, we wanted more freedom essentially. And so we started kind of making some decisions and looking around. We were both in the healthcare field at the time. I was a nurse. He was a mental health counselor. Uh, we started, we read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I know that that is the beginning of everyone's story almost. I know that was the beginning of your story. That was a huge book for you. Mm-hmm. And um, I did have a history of a little bit in real estate. I was uh, doing, I did loans with my dad. He owned a mortgage company between the ages of like 18 and 21. And um, I did help him out with some of his rental properties too. So I just had a little exposure to it, um, but nothing crazy. Patrick hadn't been in real estate before he was in the Marines. So um, that was, but that was all before we met. So we, um, we bought, our rent got raised and we decided to buy a really ugly two family. And the amount he was so upset about it. Like he, like, I was like, I want this one. (laughs) It's in a good neighborhood. And he was like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) A little little prelude into, into, into how challenging it can be to work with this. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, you know, since uh, I'm, you know, I'm a veteran 
And at that time, buying the first home, I qualified for the VA loan. So this house was borderline, was not going to pass VA standard. That's how <laughs> ugly this thing was. Oh, yeah. Just for context. It was, uh, we were nervous. It needed everything mm-hmm. just about. Uh, so it was a miracle we got you got past a, a VA and VA standards and appraisal. But um, yeah, go ahead. So. So I feel like people, when they look at our story, they're, you know, they're like, oh, you, we bought that for really cheap because that was back then. Yes, we bought that for 210. I think it was uh, 210,000 in maybe 2012. If that's going to have, if you buy something today for 400 in, in nine years, it's going to be double. So get, I, I hate that objection. Like I, yeah. I have people say that to me, well, that was really cheap, you know? Um, so we bought it. We rented out the other half. We lived for $300 a month. That was our output, right? Because it was 1400 the mortgage. And we were like, well, this is cool. And then we decided to move out and rent that out. Uh, we bought the house we currently live in now, which was also ugly. Mm-hmm. We had fixed that up. We This is fixed up now. We intended on renting it and we did end up selling it. Um, Might have been a mistake, but you make mistakes along the way. But the cool thing was we walked away from that with 90 grand. And we decided to quit our jobs and we were like, this is, yeah, this is freaking cool. We just lived for 300 bucks a month. Like how, how is that ever possible? And we made 90,000. Yeah. We did a lot of painting and DIY stuff and work on the weekends, but we put sweat equity into that house. Mm. So, and that was, um, that was in two years time. I don't know if she, she already said, it, yeah, that. it took two, two and a half years. Yeah. Two years from the time we owned that um, property. And uh, that, and within that two years time, we were, you know, would fix something on the house every three, four months, man, whether it was doing the flooring ourselves. And yes, we did it ourselves. Went to Home Depot, got on YouTube, learned how to do flooring. Three months, we saved some money, maybe do a vanity in the bathroom, you know, and we had some help on the way with like either friends that were, you know, skilled in certain things, um, plumbers and, you know, painters and all. We did the majority of painting. So, you know, miserable in the winter. We were out there with paint brushes and put in the sweat equity. But I mean, you know, put in some some work, you know, and, and the house. And and within, we learned, we learned so much um, about like ourselves and how much we can really like withstand and, and, and you know, and we were like, we were mm. working. So we're working in our jobs but also coming home and working on our house, you know? We did kind of realize that we could be a good team. That's right. Like, Yeah, there we go. All right. That's right. right. I think that was it. Basically, I say, just do what she tells me to do, and then we'll be fine. Well, listen, you you already said she forced you to buy a house you didn't want to buy. Every single house that I bought is a house I didn't want to buy. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, every, every house I've ever bought is not a house I wanted. No. But it's a house I love now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we got, so then, so we kind of were a little bit like investors first and then we got licensed. So then we started, we got licensed. It took us a while to become a team. We were individual agents at first. We were crazy. Like we didn't have, at one point we just had no money and we were just like, well, hope this one closes, (laughs) you know, like up and down, up and down. Um, we were with Keller Williams at first and then we joined Cameron, which, you know, we're forever grateful for you because you helped us to give that little um, confidence to not be afraid, to just don't be afraid of it. You know, you're an agent, you don't have a 401k, um, you got to buy real estate. And I believe in that. And that's, that's what we did. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, you, you guys already said two things that I think are just so important. The first is like, you know, you talked about doing the sweat equity stuff and um, really probably just doing stuff in addition to your job, which is like a lot of people will say, hey, I want to invest in real estate or I want to be successful in anything. And then you go, OK, this is what you need to do. And what you need to do, it's always more than what you want to do. Right. It's 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 not a 40 hour thing. And then the other thing that I never advocate for, but that is common, and I was $60,000 in credit card debt in the beginning phases, like you do sometimes need to gamble on yourself like a little bit. Again, yeah. I don't really advocate necessarily doing it to the extreme that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is a common you know, story too. And sometimes you have to like fight your way out of that. And, you know, when your back's up against the wall, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I, I, uh, you know, you think about like the moms who like can pull a car off their, their kid. And and this is like probably the worst analogy. I probably shouldn't have even said this, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, people can do amazing things when they're forced to, but like the mom couldn't pick the car up just if if she wanted to, but then the kid's there, it's like, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you guys, you got them, you got that 90 K or 80 K, whatever it was. Um, what made you actually say like, okay, we have a little bit of savings. Now we want to become agents. Like, did you ever in the beginning, was it like that you wanted to invest or was it just that you were like, okay, we want to be agents at that point. I think we definitely just didn't want to be in healthcare anymore and, and have someone like dictate our schedules. We wanted we wanted to make our schedules. We wanted to own our business mm-hmm. and our time. I We just realized that we were bad employees, essentially. Like, we don't want someone scheduling us from seven to three. We we want to make our schedule. And I think a lot of people that are entrepreneurs yes. don't know they're entrepreneurs. And they just yes. think like, oh, I'm bad at going to school. I'm bad at being an employee. But no, you just kind of are meant to, to own your own business. I mean, what's your take on that? Yeah, um, yeah. What she said on top of the fact of so, um, mind you, her father used to be in business, you know, and then she grew up kind of like in business. So, at some point, once he saw how we were navigating ourselves and moving about in the world, and and we bought that, um, you know, that two family, you know, we did it ourselves. Like basically, we just relied on each other to do it. Um, I remember her dad saying to us, I think you guys need to need to get into real estate. I th- he definitely was a factor, um, an influence to ch- yeah. to tell us like we can do better, we can be entrepreneurs. So he he was that voice that was like, you know, in our heads too, saying, Hey, what are you guys doing? You guys are great together. You guys, he he had he had seen the grit basically in us, like, mm, right? Yeah. And and for some reason he always compliments me. Patrick, you're awesome. You know, you're calm, you're patient, you're personable. People like you. I like you <laughs> because you know her dad is. Uh, you know, he picks and chooses who he who he really likes. But yeah, I'm one of his favorite people. So you know, um, So for him to tell me that was a big compliment, and he said, you know, I I think you guys should do it. And so that was there too. But like mm-hmm. you know, it's a combination. We, of it is a combination of yeah. all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, we we just knew we could we could do better because again, you know, we're dynamic that we 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 treasure each other's you know opinions and thoughts. Like, you know, if Steph has an idea, she'll run it by me, talk about it, 
I'll give her my honest take. If it's not, if I don't think it's a good idea, then it's a stalemate. It's like, okay, well, no, I don't think it's a good idea. To, but more than likely, when she brings something up, it's a great idea, right? Then she'll yeah. run it by me, and I say, I like it. Let's go <laughs> because I am a, a free, free bird. I like mm-hmm. to, you know, let's let's get in, let's let's dive in. Um, and and I failure. The more I grow, the more I've learned to embrace failure. Right? Like basically, yeah. with failure. You can just pick yourself back as long as you don't stay down, man. If you, you know, just get pick yourself up and keep going. And again, military mindset comes in with that where I'm like, there's no quitting me. There's no giving up. Like, so if I do something and it's worthwhile and I and I fail, I got to keep trying and I'm going to keep trying. And there's very many, many, many examples of very successful, great human beings that have walked the planet that even the light bulb that who who did that right he he did, did about a hundred times before he invented the light bulb so you hear stories like that you just say well no i who am i to give up basically who am i to give up i i i'm gonna do this and if somebody's done it before tom again yeah. in the Marines, this is what got me this is what gets me going every day if somebody's accomplished something i can do the same they bleed just as i do they hurt just as i do they get tired as just as i we all have the same hours of the day to, to do, accomplish something. So if one person can accomplish something, climb a mountain, dive the depths of the earth. I I believe, Patrick, mentally, I can do the same thing if I choose to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, that's like the four-minute mile story where nobody could run the four-minute mile, then as soon as somebody ran it, a bunch of people could run it, which is, right. that part amazes me. It's crazy. Um, So you guys got off to a pretty quick start just in, I, I mean, well, you're saying you got down to no money, so maybe I, 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 maybe I, I, I missed that part. But like, to me, you know, because you're building a real estate team, a real estate business. To me, it seemed like you guys got off to a quick start, and everybody else would probably say the same. Um, what would you say was your, what got you to be successful as agents fairly quickly? Definitely real estate coaching. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're we're so, big advocates for that. So what, what type of coaching did you get? And then like, why did that change what you were doing or help you? So he became licensed first and, um, the first year was really rough for him. And I was kind of still working as a nurse part-time just to support us. And while he was like getting up and running and it was, it was a rough year. And then a few months later, I got my license and we attended a um, event in New York and it was the Tom Ferry event called Blueprint. Mm -hmm. And it was about how you can just design your business and design your life. You can pretty much just do whatever you want. You just have to plan it and put the work in and have the right mentors. So right then and there, we signed up for coaching classic story we put it on a credit card the credit card was declined we put it on another credit <laughs> that card yeah. not that making that up that yeah. not making it up and um i remember the lady like chasing me with the paper this was declined <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um no but they just taught us what to do every day to be successful and as you and i discuss a lot tom it was freaking boring what you have to do every day. Yeah. We have to um, do an hour of phone calls and an hour of market research. And we had to uh, do follow-ups and make fo- uh, phone calls and keep everything organized so that nothing slips through the cracks. 
And that's all it was at first. And when we finally got someone who wanted us to show them a house, that was exciting, you know? And then we scaled up. Then finally, you know, we closed 20 deals together. Then the next year we closed 40 deals together. Then it was 45. Um, So that quickly added up to a lot of commission income. And we scaled up quickly because we kept our daily routines um, good and consistent with, with good habits that might not be exciting, but they work. Hey everyone, this is Tom Caffarella. I wanna quickly interrupt the podcast to number one, thank all of my loyal listeners of the Asian Investor Podcast and tell you guys really quickly about an exciting event we have coming up. Uh, it's a two-day event. It's called the Passive Income Real Estate Investor Event um, that you can find out more details at PassiveIncomeEvent.com. We're going to be doing a two-day training session teaching all of the agents and all of the investors at the event on how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. If you're like me and your goal is to not work 80, 100 hours a week grinding, selling real estate, flipping homes, um, definitely check out this event. We're going to teach you how to build a passive income portfolio so that you can retire, so that you can work when you want, how you want, and ultimately achieve financial freedom. So again, go to PassiveIncomeEvent.com for more details. And we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming event. My my favorite saying, success is boring. And it and it really yeah. is. And, and sometimes, especially like if you're an entrepreneur and you're a salesperson, like you don't want that routine. That's like what you want to like fight. Um, but that's what, you know, yeah. you t- tends to yield the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So to go back to the question of um, what helped us kind of like, you know, step it up or, you know, start to improve in the business. For me, the first year, like Steph- Stephanie was saying, was um, I was affiliated with the wrong office slash brokerage, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't get the support I really needed, okay? Mm -hmm. I didn't get the knowledge. I didn't get, you know, basically, I I was just like (laughs) doing my own thing in that first year and just going on the MLS and just like looking at properties, if I were to explain that. Um, And I know I, I I told you just a few years ago, I said, Tom, Man, I wish I found Cameron <laughs> from day one, honestly. Yeah. Because these some of these newer agents don't understand. And I get it. Like you all yeah. you, they are, people end up figuring it out how this whole real estate world works and what's a good fit for them and what's not. But honestly, I, I if I could just like literally have a, a one minute face to face with every new agent that's walking around either looking to get license or get license. And 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 this is in support of you, Tom. And because it's it's really the truth, I would just say, listen, I've been around the world, <laughs> I've been around the block. You, you, go go see Tom, okay? Go get because honestly, the tools, the resources, the trainings—it's actually overwhelming. When I go into the, the camera and coaching um, page and all this stuff, there's so much material. Like any agent should and will be successful, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, Tom, you know, I'm very honest. Oh, you, you'll get uh, your testimonial check is going to come in the mail. Like, man, I uh, listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had an extra zero on it. Okay. Yeah. I know you know, Tom. But in all <laughs> seriousness, when I got to Cameron, 
the amount of like just reached everything, just everything was actually like it was just like so great, so overwhelming. And again, thank you, man, because you've helped us grow. And I, I talk about you all the time in a good way. And mm-hmm. to, to 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 friends, peers, I go to um, a lot of um, you know a few real estate workshops around here, like the meetups and things like that. I'm proud to say I'm affiliated with you. You know, it's 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 been great, man. It's been awesome. Well, I think you know, it goes back to the coaching part where you guys paid for coaching. I look at the the brokerage as a coaching model, right? And of course, like we we do the best we can. We're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but at the end at the end of the day, there are a lot of brokerages that are set up to not necessarily do that for whatever reason. Um, you know, I know the first one you were at, it was just like a one person operation and it, it can be challenging. There's different challenges at all phases of, of um, businesses. But one thing I did want to just say related to the coaching that you guys said quickly, but I think it's important for the listeners to understand. One of the biggest um, telltale signs of people that are successful are quick decisions. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean you run out and just make dumb decisions all the time, but having that like conviction and and like knowing it, like you guys went to a Tom Ferry conference. I've been to them. He does a very good job. Um, definitely probably the leader in the industry with real estate coaching. Yeah. And um, you guys saw the value. You knew you needed to do it and you didn't really care how it was going to get done. You just move forward. And I think that's one thing about you guys both is that like you don't sit around for six months to make a decision. And I'm sure there are decisions that you guys take longer to make, but in general, like it's just a commonality and it's, it's a fact. If you kind of Google it, um, successful people always make decisions when they know it's the right decision and they, they do it. Mm. Um, so with that being said, I want to I don't want to forget about the balance part. Because again, you guys became successful agents um and you you already had had the experience with um you already had the experience with owning that two family and renovating the home that you guys own. So adding in all of these other things, like keeping time for your friends, you guys do stuff, you guys travel, um you know stephanie performs patrick you get on stage sometimes um <laughs> you guys own short term rentals you own long term rentals you closed on the one in new hampshire right yes i think yeah. you showed me the keys right mm-hmm. and that was like what is that like 11 units 10 units i forget that was an 8 unit building but we have a uh, another 3 unit way up north in uh, mm-hmm. almost by canada <laughs> so. right so and and Correct me if I'm wrong. I you mentioned Patrick, like you guys have made mistakes. Everybody does. It's part of the process. But mm-hmm. with all of those things, the short-term rentals, um, the long-term rentals, the the team, the business, the working together, um, the flip that you guys did with us, those were all those were all successful in terms of profitability, right? Yes. So far, yep. So far. <laughs> yes. Lost money well, on the, a deal yet. <laughs> the ones he mentioned, yeah. yes. Everything yeah. just about we've done, it, it's, it, yeah. it, is, it has been successful. Well, I mean, let me ask you this. Are there any investing-related things that you guys have lost money on? 
No. No. Okay. I I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't sure of the answer. I thought I knew the answer was no. And I've lost money on deals. So I don't want to sit here and say I haven't. Well, Um, well, well, does crypto count? (laughs) Oh man, don't eat. You you might, you, you know, my take on Bitcoin and I love you guys. I love, I love you guys. And and, and I, and I have to say, I don't wish that people lose money on crypto. But I, I just, I hate crypto. Let's not get you going, Tom. I yeah. did that on purpose. You want to talk about chat GPT? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> another, another thing. No, you know what it is? <laughs> I, I know we're, we're going down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Yeah. Anything in my whole life, right? I turned 40 in July. Like we're all kind of in the same rough age group. And um, like, am I wrong in saying this? Every time something gets so overhyped, like it never pans out. Like I feel like yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like every time like the crowd just goes so hard at something, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a personality thing where I just hate to see people like closing their eyes and running towards something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it just it, it's like inherent in me. Like it's like when the tenth person tells me you have to do X, mm. I know in my like soul. That it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's the entrepreneur in you. Yes. That's yes. the entrepreneur in you is, is your desire to break off from the crowd and not and I want to run. Whatever I, I just doing. want to go yeah. so fast away from it. It's like I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And then I see it. Uh, and it's not like it's not like I want any of those things to fail. It's just like it's just like you know when you see like somebody like post a meme mm-hmm. and then like you see it reposted like a thousand times. It's like the same thing where it's just like, how can you keep, like, don't you want some originality in your life? Yes, like, yes. yes. This becomes not funny You're anymore, right. for sure. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, you know, the recent one is um, the post about the eggs and it'll be like, mm-hmm. um, you, this house, you know, buy this house and it comes with uh, 12 eggs. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that. And like the first time I saw it, I didn't think it was that funny, but fine. I saw it once. And it it is now up to at least 500 viewings for me. So I'm sure anybody who's on this and listening that's posted that egg thing is probably never going to listen to me again. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. But um, back to you guys, like the, the balance thing. So like you guys have done well you know, on all of this stuff, you know, you, you have a, you know, a very young child, you guys are the soul, you know, I, I know you get a little bit of help, but not, not mainly. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so how are you guys juggling all of this stuff? And and what would you say to somebody that's like, I can't be an agent and an investor. And it's only like two things. Okay. Well, the balance question that has changed for us, right? So when we were, before we had um, our little girl, we we were in the coaching thing and we saw ourselves in the hustle culture, like always working, always hustling. And so there was some point where we had to say to our coach, like, hey, we just did 45 deals. We don't want to do 90 deals next year. We want to go on four cruises next year. We want to go to Foxwood six times. We, this is what we want to do because this is why we work so hard. Right. So we had that. I think a lot of top producers don't even have that conversation. They're just like business, business, business. Yes. Here it comes. 
Um, but at the end of the day, why, why do we do this? Like what's going on here? What are you trying to like work yourself into an early grave? You know, we, Patrick is a huge proponent. He, I definitely like working more than he does as far as like, I get really caught up and sometimes he pulls me back and he's like, Hey, so you need a vacation. You look crazy today. You know, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, I can see it in your eyes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he'll kind of call that out. Um, but the balance for us now has really changed. So we had our baby and at that point we had uh, two investment properties. And what I think is really cool is we had, you know, we had our baby later in life. Um, I was 38 and we were able to just take whatever time off we wanted and hang out with her. And that's, that's a light, that's a lifestyle thing. I couldn't, you get, if you have a job, you get maternity leave and it is what it is. You get six weeks or whatever your job allows. And then you have to put your child in daycare. And, um, this is just a personal thing. I know a lot of people love daycare, but I would never put my daughter in daycare. That's one of my whys. That's one of my goals. My mom and my sister take turns coming here. They, and they watch her here and we are so blessed because it's family. She's with family. She's safe. Um, and it's only a certain number of hours. I've changed how much I work. I probably was workaholic before. Now I work six hours a day and that's it. And other than that, I'm with my daughter. So the balance really changed before it was like, okay, we need to chill out on working so much because we want, we want to focus a little bit on investing. And also we want to go do all these fun things. And now it's a totally different reason we have her, but it's really cool that we don't have to work all the time and we can spend whatever time with her that we want. And guess what? Our production took a hit last year. We didn't close as many deals, but that's fine. We're okay with that. Yeah. And I think, I think where, um, you know, it's challenging and, you know, I, I struggle with this and I think, um, you know, Patrick probably if I'm looking and I'm taking like two steps back, like, I think I probably wish I had more of his mindset with it because in reality, like, as everybody will, will say on their deathbed, you're not thinking about whether or not you earned, you know, another dollar. Um, and Stephanie, as you kind of like mentioned, I, I think one thing that you mentioned about the balance, isn't maybe necessarily balance, but maybe just like prioritizing what your life should be like and mm. um you know whatever they want to call it like i don't know if this is a gym slogan or a coaching slogan slogan but like life by design mm-hmm. and, yeah um as you said with um the coaching it's like a lot of people i mean you don't need to have a coach to think about this stuff but no. you do need to force yourself to kind of think about like what your objectives are like we just ran a five week um business planning thing and and the second week of the five weeks was like, where do you want to be in 10 years? And really, like, it's not about money. It's like, what do you want your kind of like life to look like? Yeah. And one of the things, like I said to everybody who was on the call was like, whatever you think now in 10 years, it's going to be different. <laughs> it is. I remember like when I was um, uh, like maybe like 21, I went to Rhode Island to, to see the mansions in Rhode Island. And I remember I took a picture of one of them. I put it on a notebook and I'm like, this is what I want. And that was what I thought in my head. Like I thought I wanted to like have a bunch of money to have a bunch of toys. And um, not that I don't like that, but like 
as you change your age and things change in your life, it's like, I mean, you just, your priorities change, but you have to like re look at that conversation. And, and maybe that is probably one of the benefits that you guys get from being on a team, which is like, Patrick can probably understand like you working a lot and what that means versus like somebody who maybe has a W2 job would have a harder time, like maybe would accept an excuse like, oh, this is just how real estate is Yeah, mm-hmm. more, more yeah. than him who can actually say, hey, I'm in this. I get what is going on right now. That's right. 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 Um, but you guys are still like still actively social. Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure that cut down to some extent. Right. Yeah, but it's decreased. Yeah. 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 We, our calendar is strong. We we actually make it a point to um. I mean, we know it's very essential in business to have a bit like a calendar where you jot down your meetings and your appointments and all this, whatever else. Right. But in there, we'll stick something in there like uh, barbecue at friends house from the six. You know, we make make it a point um, to put social events and calendars to that extent. So so, yeah, no, we are. Scheduled. Yeah. I, I, like Steph said, she would sit here and and and, and she will zone out with work. She would work, 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 work. And then um, I'm always I, 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 you know, as much as I like to keep it humorous, as you both know, like I'm always I'm always going to keep it light in any atmosphere, make sure people are laughing and and enjoying themselves. But I think a lot and the think my thinking leads me to say, right, listen, what's all this work for if you can't enjoy your life yeah. with your family, with your friends? Like, it's so important. So important. We there's, there's many there's movies depict, like you said, Tom. People on their deathbeds, then regretting. I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Um, one thing coming up is I always I used to love talking to more experienced people, older experienced people, and I used to just listen. Or you coming at somebody at your house that's that's over there that's old and experienced. <laughs> <laughs> this is my brain. This is how oh, my brain. Is. I thought there was somebody like right in front of you. No, there is someone. There is someone in, also yeah. too. Oh, okay. Sorry, did I do like a quick dart? I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but um, so so yeah. No, I used to just heed advice and listen to stories of you know older folks that maybe were at the, at their end at the, almost the end. I don't want to say anything like you know too morbid here the at the end. Um, but they, you know, you listen to their stories and 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 you get perspective and insight and it's and I never forget that. And I always and for a person like me who's been through the military, um, specifically the Marines, who I've had people, friends, brothers, I call them, like never came back home after deploying, and it's like terrible, right? So and they have families and 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 wives and kids. So my grad, I have so much gratitude. Again, the key word here, gratitude, blessings. I feel like I'm I'm happy to have met you, Tom. I'm happy to have met certain people in my life to help me come along. And I'll do anything to help another friend or person come up if I can help it, right? Um, because again, I feel blessed. I have things that I want. I can design my life. Um, you know, um, just yeah. So so again, I will always be that voice to say, I'll tell you, Tom, Tom, you need a vacation. Like <laughs> if I see you and I know you're drained and I'll look in your eyes, I'll say, Tom, 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 maybe take some time off, buddy. Like you know me. That's just who I am. Yeah. I, I pick up on people's, you know, energy and and if I'm around and, and somebody's feeling certain way. I oh, I gotta tell a funny story. So literally the other day I'm at the grocery store, kids bagging groceries. This is just Patrick thing to do. And um, 
the I, I said to the kid, hey, how you doing? And he goes, what? I go, how are you doing? He goes, good. I goes, how's school? Because I could tell he was in school and things. He goes, great. How's your family? Now he's going, he goes, hey, man, this is, thank you. He goes, nobody ever asked me this. Nobody ever checks on me. Mm-hmm. You see that? But those are the things that so I do. You know what? The, that's the sad part about New England. That's like one of the things. I mean, I'm sure this happens all over the country, but it's it's yeah. definitely more exaggerating in New England where it's just like, we won't take even that second, you know? That's, right. No. And and maybe that's part of me growing up for, in different places of the world, you know, yeah. Africa, uh, here in the States and, and uh, the, the South. People are so much, you know, I, I always say people are friendly in the South for some reason. Like people say hi to each other, smile, maybe because the weather's better down there and we are up here in New England, we're cold and we just want to get on with our lives and get to point from point A to point B. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's like, you know, the human thing to do, we are all humans, you know, at the end of the day and we just have to be mindful and and help each other, man. That's uh, that's what this is. I don't know. So, you know, another thing that... Uh, before we wrap that I just want to point out that, you know, you guys have, you know, illustrated on this call and, you know, I just know about you guys is that you're, you're growth, you know, oriented. And that's just another thing that, you know, as your, you know, priorities change and whatever, you guys are always looking, you know, to grow. And, you know, part of the coaching thing that you hit on is like, and I know you guys have had multiple coaches and that's the way it should be. You know, you, you meet somebody, you get all the information you can, you move on and continue yep. the growth yep. part. But I, I notice it again, it's just like another characteristic in people that have, have had success and continue to be successful. Um, so, you know, last question before we wrap is just a simple one, which is like, what would you say, you know, to an agent that isn't making investing a priority? They kind of know that maybe they should, but they keep putting it off. Um, okay, so let me go first, right? So, I mean, no, again, and Steph will say this at some point that you know we don't have four one ks working in this field, in this in this in this field, in this business, right? So, you you know, it's easy to to do this business, make a ton of money, and yes, you could buy a lot of all the toys you could buy, go all the vacations you want to do, and and everything. But it's like you have to obviously think ahead think that 10 20 even 30 years from now for the people that are younger and and can see themselves doing this for a long time just positioning yourself because the i mean i love me a good passive income i think the three of us in here would love to know like you know you get an x amount of passive income to support your habits your family your your living expense everything paid for right and the way that you're going to attain that is by setting those goals to attain X amount of real estate property. I mean, there's so many, right? Like you said, we're in the long term, we're in short term. You can do flips. There's so many avenues and ways and things to go about acquiring a portfolio, a diverse diverse portfolio, um, where again, as long as you're working in the business, you're going to be exposed as, as long as you're affiliating and you know, surrounding yourself <laughs> with the right people. And for us, it'll be people like Tom. And there's like, you know, a few other people that we rub elbows with or have conversations with that, you know, that 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 help us to open up our minds so we can, you know, reach our goals of 
whatever we're trying to accomplish, buying more short-term rentals, more long, long uh, multifamily units, um, uh, flips can fall in our laps. And I'll call Tom. Hey, Tom, listen, there's this deal. Let's partner up and we can do it together. Right? You know, get the money up and do it together. Um, again, the, the the play is for a new, new agent. Just think that, that way. Just think like you want to set yourself up. And because, again, our, our goal here is not to do this forever. I don't want to be that 70, 80-year-old agent still showing houses because that's not me. I know people that enjoy that. Good for them. Some people want to do this till they're you know old and gray and, and keeps them relevant and busy. But that's not us. We want to do these things. We want to work very hard, do what we need to do, and so we can sit back and just kind of enjoy our life with our family and our friends. Again, back to that. So just full circle. That's my take. Uh, for me, I would say you have to shift your mindset. Just like anything, it all goes back to mindset. I have made hundreds of thousands of dollars just by changing my mindset, just by going on a listing appointment and recognizing this woman doesn't have the money you know, to do her roof and to do the things that it would take to list this property. Maybe I'll get it under contract and maybe I'll wholesale it or maybe I'll partner with someone and flip it. Like Tom, we've done that twice with you now. And um, that mindset shift, you go from making your 6% on a listing to making, you know, a dollars $150,000, like change your mindset. That's what I yeah. would say. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys, uh, obviously for jumping on, um, you know, a lot of valuable insight. Obviously you guys are a great success story. Um, you know, not just for yourselves, you've worked with me. So I appreciate all the stuff. Like I said, Patrick, um, we had agreed to two testimonials, two quick things. You did three. So you're going to get that one and a half times check in the mail. That'll be there soon. Um, Thanks, but, buddy. Um, no, I appreciate you guys coming on and, and taking the time. And guys, we'll be back again next week with another episode of the Agent Investor Podcast. One thing I do want to mention before we jump off is if you guys are listening to this podcast and you're getting value out of it, make sure you join our Facebook group. It's completely free. We offer free training every single week in the group. And we've got over 10,000 agents in the group. You can join the free group by going to www.agentinvestor.com. And um, we'll see you guys again next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.